health and well-being with Russell Setright. We talk to naturopath Russell Setright on the program every week about health issues. If you've got a question for Russell about your health, about medications, about vitamins, natural remedies, give us a call, 131873. We often run out of time at the end of the half hour for all your questions. So call us now if you do have a question for Russell. Russell, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, mate. Good. We've been talking a little bit, and this is a little bit off topic for you, but a little bit this morning about the decriminalisation of marijuana. And personally, I, I have great reservations about it because even though some people would argue that using marijuana is not as bad, for instance, as alcohol, perhaps, I could see the day that we've been very successful with public education campaigns discouraging people to smoke cigarettes. And I could imagine that we would decriminalise marijuana and then in 10 years' time, we'll have to spend all this money on public education campaigns to discourage people using marijuana because we see an increase in cancer rates. Yep. Look, you're very right. It, it's, a, it's a difficult one. And, and we've got to say, OK, there's been some good studies to say that it may help with epilepsy. There's some other studies saying we know Olivia Newton-John pushed that to help with yep. pain. Um, and no one wants to see anyone suffering epileptic seizures repeatedly that can be helped. And no one wants to see people suffering pain and quality of life. Uh, you know, pain you can fix with morphine in many cases. That destroys the quality of life as well. They don't even know they're around sometimes. So there's a benefit on that side. Then we look at the other side and we say, OK, um, I sprained my ankle, so I'll take marijuana for that sprained ankle pain that I've got or a bit of a back pain that everyone's got. Um, and then you're smoking this and it's actually damaging the lungs. Now, the evidence is there that it does damage the lungs. And if that becomes a regular thing, the chances of getting lung cancer increases quite dramatically and other lung diseases. And we're really starting to look at lung diseases, given the silicosis that's coming out mm. that we've known about for 100 years, by the way. They just suddenly made it an issue. But it's been an issue all that length of time. So um, we've got to look at the positives and realise there are some positives, but there's positives in everything. And, and, that's, and I think it's very different with medicinal use of cannabis yeah, which in yeah, the in the totally. different states has now been approved for use and i think that is uh, something that is of value but absolutely encouraging people well not encouraging but saying well we're not going to criminalize the use of marijuana for recreational purposes anymore i think is just such a dangerous step given we know that smoking cigarettes has been so bad for people and we've been very successful in driving down smoking rates and now we may go down the other path with marijuana well, that, that's one of the things. Now, look, let's look at another thing. I think this is important. I'm a drug and alcohol tester and um, uh, qualified for that as well. So I do some testing of these things in the workplace. Let's just say someone said they had marijuana three days ago um, and they hop in their car and go for a drive. You can pick that marijuana up. It can be even picked up up to a week but it's certainly in three days it can be picked up enough that you lose your licence. Now, uh, so therefore, even though they're saying, look, this is criminalise it, they're going to say you still can get to lose your licence if you have it. And, and this is the same for any drug. So if you're taking enough um, codeine, if you're taking morphine, if you're taking antihistamines, there are many different drugs that they're testing for and they can widen that scope that may affect your driving skills. Now, if that's the case... Um, it will give some people some false hopes that, oh, beauty, I can have this now. 
But you've got to say, well, if you do, um, don't go outside, stay at home, don't drive your car, uh, because that's illegal. And I think this needs to be put out when they're saying, we're decriminalising that, but don't forget it is illegal to have that, not the day before, not in the morning, but almost that week. Um, And if anyone wants to watch some of the uh, uh, shows on television, show the police pulling up people, you can get someone to say, oh, I had it a couple of days ago, and it comes up a positive. Now, that's that's very very much the case, and in the workplace, particularly in the mines, people are tested for all of these, and if they've, they've given a chance in those jobs, have you taken anything? Yes, I have. I better not come to work today. Okay, away you go. You've still got a job. Have you taken anything? No, I haven't. Test, fail, lose your job. So uh, people have got to take realise that these, even if it's not um, illegal to have it, like alcohol, it's illegal to use it where it's affecting your quality of work and or driving or operating machinery. And I think this is something they've got to look at because it still will not be passed for that. So just because they're passing it with the right hand doesn't mean the left hand is yeah. not going to get you. If you've got a question for Russell about medications, about your health, one three one eight seven three is our number. But just on this issue of cannabis, Bill, Bill has, I think, a comment that we should listen to. G'day, Bill. Hello, you've you've smoked cannabis in the past. I did for a time when my when my father passed away to the age of I think it's about forty nine for thirty five years. Yep. And smoking that all that time uh, caused me to have a heart attack, and I've got heart disease from it. Oh gee. But I've been scot free now for five years. I haven't touched it. But what I'm trying to say. And they're saying they're trying to legalise it. No matter what if they do or don't, people will find it from any place or anywhere. Oh, but they, they will. But my concern is if they did criminalise it and legalise it, even though people will still find drugs that are illegal, there will be another element of society that is completely law-abiding. And once something is legalised, they will then say, oh, well, I might as well try something like that. But Russell, Bill's example there of suffering a heart attack we, we know about the cancerous side of, of smoking and smoking marijuana, but it can have an issue with heart disease as well. Absolutely. So that's what I'm just trying to make the point. Just because it's legalised doesn't mean that it's suddenly safe and good. It does have side effects. It has, And medicinally, there are some positives, and we all support that. But uh, recreationally, um, it, it's like alcohol, if you use it. And unfortunately... The, the drug effect of that lasts longer than alcohol. So people may be sober, sober up in you know, 12 hours with alcohol, but you won't pass the drug test with marijuana. So they've got to realise that that is a problem. It does damage the, the brain in some people. Uh, it can cause permanent uh, psychosis. Uh, not everyone, but in some, a bit like some people can become alcoholics. So we're not even arguing that alcohol in excess we know is bad, it can cause cancer, it can cause heart disease, it can cause death, it can cause bleeding, it can cause road accidents, it can cause domestic violence. We know that. And now, at, 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 you know, having a, a, a glass of red wine a few, couple of times, a few times a week, has been shown to be a positive. As far as the marijuana is concerned, there's no positives on your health with that except for looking at pain and maybe epilepsy and something, so a medical condition which can help management. But it doesn't say if you smoke that, you're going to live a bit longer and have less heart disease, which has been shown with red wine at moderation. So I think 
We can't have this thing saying it's as bad as alcohol. No one's saying excessive use of alcohol is good. It's bad. But there are plenty of studies to say a little bit could be an advantage for the heart. 131873 is the number. If you have a question for Russell Setra, it might be about marijuana, but any medical issue and, and medications and vitamins, uh, Russell can answer those questions next, 131873. Okay, let's get into your questions for Russell Setra. If you have a question, 131873. And Chris joins us. Uh, g'day, Chris. You got a question for Russell? Yeah, hello, Russell. Uh, Russell, I've hey, been yeah. on psychiatric medication for 34, into my 34th year. Um, there are a number of side effects I'm starting in recent times, like aches and pains in different parts of the body, but I was an all-round sportsman and 43 trophies in five different sports, and also I am a cigarette smoker. I do smoke, actually, chop-chop tobacco, because of uh, you know, the extreme prices, but um, I, I've tried many times. I've even tried to contact... I went to Odyssey House and Kalara House for two years straight to deal with a previous problem with glue sniffing I had when I was in my teens. But now I've been drug-free for an eternity amount of years. Um, I'm quite willing to go into an inpatient facility where I could be broken in a controlled environment to give up cigarettes, but they don't have such facilities. And honestly, I said, that, well, there's too many people putting their hands up for drug and alcohol issues. And But we have a place over the, uh, the northwestern suburbs here in Broadbeddows. It's called Nimai. It's a short stay, maybe six weeks. But a lot of people still say that you can walk around, you can even walk out and about and that. But I want to—I don't know if there's any such facility so where I could just once I know I'm there, I know I don't—I won't have the urge to have a cigarette because I won't have them. And then the longer it gets, it won't be just days, it may be weeks. And then finally, I can walk away from this habit. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, Russell? Well, anything that can help that way. There are many places you can go to. Some are uh, supported with the government, and others are private. But it's very important, and obviously you've had difficulties, and it's great that you've got off and that you're challenging those things. And, and people, we've got to understand that many people don't mean to be addicted to things. It's just that uh, they may be... You can be addicted to things like uh, 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 codeine within three or four days in some things. And uh, there, there are some drugs that are very, very addictive uh, and others... That, that aren't, and, and some people can take ones that are addictive and they can go for months without being uh, caught up into it. But once you get caught up, it's very difficult, as you know, with being a smoker. Uh, that's, that's something that was hard to do, and I congratulate you for working on doing that. But I, I would talk more to your GP and say, look, I do want to get referred to somewhere that can help me get off these and do a search around ring. There are many of the, the Headspace and other people that can, can help you as well if you say that's contributing to some of the other conditions that you've got. And I think that's the best thing for you to do. You want to do it. Let's see if you've got someone that's going to help. It is available, and they may be able to uh, look after you the correct way. Good luck, Chris. Uh, Russell, a question on the text line. This one's from Joan. I saw a segment on TV about the benefits of lion's mane mushrooms, especially for memory. What do you know about that? Well, um, so the Japanese mushrooms can be very helpful. Mushrooms are great for memory. They've got good sources of some of the B vitamins. They're probably thought to be okay to have with the B12, but very difficult to get B12 out of enough mushrooms. The other thing with mushrooms is that you shouldn't eat them raw. They should always be cooked. There are I know that people do eat raw mushrooms, but you shouldn't. There are some chemicals in there that are not, really good for you that way 
and you've got to be careful of what, which mushrooms you have. Of course, uh, magic mushies um, uh, are psychedelic and very dangerous, and you can easily overdose and be poisoned with those as well. So when you're getting mushrooms, make sure you buy them from your greengrocer where they are properly, uh, definitely the varieties are going to help. But yes, mushrooms added to your diet, particularly lightly cooked, do help with memory. Uh, they do help with the immune system as well. Rishaki um, mushroom is probably well known for that. Uh, and it, it's part of a good diet. So add the mushrooms to it by all means. But uh, I don't really think eating raw mushrooms is a good idea. And we'll just squeeze one last question in from David. Uh, David says, uh, I, I don't want to have to go and get a, a script for codeine. What's an alternative for codeine as a painkiller? Yeah. Well, you, when you get into those types of drugs, that class of drugs, uh, there's nothing more powerful. I mean, codeine has been used, was used by the ancient Egyptians uh, way back. In fact, it got its names from the Greeks and so on. So we've known about that forever. But when you get anything from the poppies and get right up to the opioids, they, they are uh, very powerful. They do work extremely well. But there's not a, a direct replacement uh, that you can have and say, I'm going to get the same pain relief from this as you would from that. What you want to look at is what you have. Uh, if it's arthritis, I'd be suggesting that you maybe look at having some Botswana, uh, fish oil, lipronol, those type of things, anti-inflammatory effects to help with that. Depends on what the pain is. If it's nerve pain, sometimes TENS machines, uh, that's nerve stimulation, can help. Uh, acupuncture can help with that. You need to investigate the different types of pain and what can help with those pains that don't rely on using opioids that can be, one, addictive, and we do know that uh, codeine is addictive and can actually affect your quality of life and even end your life if you have too much of them. So um, don't look for something that's equivalent. Look for how we can find out what the cause of the pain mm. is and attack that on that particular level. Wise advice, Russell. We are out of time. We'll talk again next week. All the best. Thank you very much, everyone. Take care. Have a good rest of the weekend. Russell Setright, our naturopath.